and welcome to our podcast. I'm Mitchell Regan, and joining me, as always, after doing some apple bobbing and wishing they used mermen, it's Teresa Stoddard. How are you, Teresa? I am terrified to bob for apples. That was even pre-pandemic sort of the thing I wasn't comfortable with. So I feel like with all of the apples, we've just got to talk about apples. Yeah, that reminds me of a really important uh, discourse that needs to be taking place. What apple? What apple would you go for if you had to bob for apples? Um, Honeycrisp? Or just for some flair, the ones with razor blades in them from Halloween. For some, for some flair, okay. Well, that's a choice. I also go Honeycrisp. I personally think anyone who's in the Team Red Delicious... I'm looking at you, Dad! ...is insane. Mom is a Granny Smith. Granny Smith is She's good. a Granny Smith granny. She's going to fight me for saying that, but... Granny Smith is good, like, if you want just a sweet taste. And I feel like Granny Smith is pretty much like... It's the, sour to me. But it's like the goat of, like... Green apple flavor. Well, yes, it's obviously good for green apple okay, flavor. Okay, but, but like, banana flavor like is for banana. Baking, for baking. I think it's good for baking. Yeah, it holds up. It's nice and crisp, even though you would think the honey, honey crisp, crisp would be the crisp. But the honey crisp is the best one. Um, for sure. Now, a yellow delicious could be nice every now and then. Is that really a thing? It is. I didn't know it was a thing. They're like, they're yellow and they're speckly. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what's an amazing one just for its name? A pink Snapdragon. I didn't know that. Is an apple? An apple is a snapdragon? Yeah. Oh, I was there's of... also like Ambrosia. There's Pink Lady. Pink like Lady is my favorite name um, for it. It's just insane. Macintosh. Like, like who looks at an apple um, and they're like, that's a Pink Lady. Listen, by the way they name birds and the name they, by the name, by the way they name reptiles, I'd say we're lucky with the apple names. You think so? They could be like two tits McGee over there. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to We're let you know about this, but but two tits McGee is actually the name of the apple recipe I wanted to share with you today. Delicious. No, not red delicious. We're talking about honey crisps. Okay. Um, in case this is your first ever episode to a podcast, this is actually apples to apples, not the game, but the delicious apple show where we tell you. Red delicious apples suck. They do. But we try new and weirder apples every time. But just in case this is your first episode, this is a passion project of Teresa and I. Uh, and we are very thankful to our listeners who are still hanging in there, hopefully through this Apple discourse. Um, uh, we also um, are here to talk to you about four movies we've seen over the weekend. What do they have in common? Um, I would say with the fact of, uh, just four movies that we saw. They all have directors. There are. They were, they were all, they all had also actors. actors. (laughs) Yes, they also had actors. Um, but, uh, we thank you for joining us on this experience. Um, we also were just recently. They all had water in them too. They were. We were also just recently um, interviewed on a other podcast, which is crazy to think, but yes, other podcasts do exist. Uh, we were uh, interviewed by uh, international best-selling author uh, George Soroy. Mm-hmm. And that will be coming out this Tuesday. So right on time with us. So click over to there and save it. So once you've listened to all to of it. our episodes, favorited all of them, saved them, downloaded them, commented only five stars and how wonderful we are. Once you've done all of that. Once you've shared it. Once shared you've it. made at least 100 accounts. If my son can say <laughs> that he'll make them. Then you can do it too. Yes. Uh, we would love it if you could pop on over uh, and give friend of the podcast, George Soroy's podcast, a listen to. His is Excelsior Journeys, 
Uh, he was celebrating Podcaster Month, which was... Wow, so it sounds like you were giving him an inflection on journeys. So is that our little flair? Excelsior journeys? Oh, yeah. It's it's part of that uh, magical question mark. How many question mark. marks will he have? I don't <gasps> know. We could put this episode as four question marks. We could, because that was an, an inside, inside joke on the podcast that no one has listened to yet. Um, but I do want to plug some of his other podcasts. So he's on Excelsior Journeys, where he interviews multiple people, um, including us. Uh, he also Darkwing has Duck. a From Duck Till Dark podcast, in which he uh, use, looks at all of the Marvel properties outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and, uh, very excitedly, he is doing an audio drama Sunday where he has recorded Excelsior, his, um, young adult space, and adult, uh, young adults, uh, sci-fi, uh, adventure book. Um, he has turned it into an audio play and I do know he is also looking for audio plays and we would love to um, be a part of that journey, connect you at least. Right. And um, we would love to connect you to the website. So I believe that he's is got it.com. www.he'sgotit.com. So if you have an idea for an audio drama screenplay, please go ahead and go to He's by George. He's got it www.he'sgotit.com Okay? Promo code murder. No promo code. <laughs> that's all it is. So that's his Oh, he's got to circle back with him and see how what he placed in the local podcasters um, competition. competition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do that all there. Um, but, like I said, um, you know, friend of the podcast, really great guest. Uh, we were lucky to guest on his podcast. That was the first time I think we've ever guested on the podcast. Yes, and he's welcome back anytime. Absolutely. So we'll get all of that ready yes. to go. Today, though, we are going to be talking to you about four movies that we have recently watched, and we wanted to share our thoughts with you, the listener. The first one uh, we actually saw in the movie theater. Uh, this was uh, Haunting in Venice. It was directed by Kenneth Branagh. This is actually the third Agatha, Agatha Christie novel he's directed. He directed uh, and um, the Death of, on the Nile and the Murder of the Orient Express. This oh, Agatha wow. Christi, Christie novel was from um, the screenplay that Agatha Christie wrote, uh, uh, sorry, a novel that Agatha Christie wrote that the screenplay was based off called Halloween Party, which makes sense because it's happens during Halloween. It also is the third one to feature writer, um, well, screen screenplay writer uh, Michael Green, who also wrote those three movies along with Kenneth Branagh directing, and it stars Kenneth Branagh. He plays the a titular role of Detective Hercule Poirot, okay, which he's played for the third time now. Uh, Tina Fey, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Doran, and Kelly Riley. Um, Teresa, what did you think of the movie? All right, let's start out. This was a star-studded cast, um, and they all got their share of apples. Let me tell you how I didn't even know it was Tina Fey. I don't know if the mozzarella sticks were too good or what, but yeah. Um, so let me give you just my initial thoughts of the movie. That is what I asked you, yes. Apples, 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 apples. So we had red apples, green apples, and... I had it on my phone probably about 20 times each just playing around. Because, like, they're really, really driving home the point of apples. And I don't need apples, okay? Bobbing for apples, okay. 
But on Halloween, when you're doing a seance with a typewriter, which, okay, this may not be my favorite movie I've seen this year. It's still a good one, but I'd say it's probably on the bottom of these four for me. Um, but when they were contacting the dead with the typewriter, it's so cool. Um, they had a cockatoo, so all the bird love. And I forgot about the bird. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we had Detective Mustache and Creepy Young Man. <laughs> so everything was there. I wish we would have had a little more Venice, a little less haunting. Um, I think that. Yeah, I wish I had more Venice too. Yeah, like... It was shot on location in Venice. But, like, they were very, like, we are in the spooky house. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they couldn't shoot it all in Venice. But I'm just saying, yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, give me a gondola. There was one of those. Give me... I think maybe more than one of those. A baguette? That's, that's France. You don't think Italians eat bread? I think they eat maybe Italian bread. <laughs> God, I like bread. Um, what did you think about each of the performances? So, Mustache Man was okay. His mustache, Kenneth though. Brenna, yeah. Double Mustache Man wins all the points. I had everybody in the theater cracking up around me because I was constantly commenting on his mustache. I think it, it exists to be commented. Yes. What do you think about Tina Fey in the movie? Okay, so I was like... Oh, that's Tina Fey! Like, I didn't notice. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. I, she un-Tina Fey'd herself. I really think she was miscast. Wow. Okay. Well. In my personal opinion. I mean, it's it was just a weird, it's look, a weird role. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. I mean, what's really interesting is, like, she's almost plays the, um... She almost plays the, like, Agatha Christie stand-in because she is an author herself that is, um, like, writing about this specific detective, um, which is exactly what Agatha Christie's What whole... I'm here for. <laughs> right. So, but it just... I, I don't feel know, like it a... didn't have those vibes as well as I'd like it to have. What do you mean by the vibes? Troy, think, what do you mean by the vibes? I think the location could have been a little bit spookier. Okay. Like, I think it was, and they gave the claustrophobic feeling, and then kind of, like, they would back up to the emptiness. Yeah, I liked a lot of the claustrophobic direction that the movie went in. Um, I really enjoyed some of the, the, the like, the apple bobbing scene. Hilariously, I know we keep mentioning I it. I thought they were going to kill him. Well, I just love the way it was shot through up through the the water, and you're seeing him going down into it. Um, I liked a lot of the scenes where it felt like they were being chased or something like that, and it kind of gave that like really weird like GoPro um, so action like selfie stick kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah. Modulated. And they had a lot of the the, the camera shaking too. All of Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very reminiscent. Like, you could tell there's some inspiration from that. If you haven't guessed so far, we are going kind of spooky um, this month. Well, next month specifically. Yeah, but we're going to jump spooky on things. Spooky season, you could feel the the pumpkin spice rumbling and the, the ghost tumbling. Yes, my white girl Instagram is about to be very happy. <laughs> All right, I got a couple of questions for you. All right, I might have an answer, or I might look at you blankly. Um, now, I might know these things. Like, for example, both of us are atheists. That's true. So, with that being what said, if, still... What if on our podcast, that's when I'm like, actually, honey, I've been doing some soul searching, and um, I found God. Yeah, that's ironic, because you mentioned soul. Anyway, so... <laughs> um. Atheist. Okay, yes. Right? Agreed. Um, do you still believe in ghosts or spirits? Okay, so no, absolutely not, but they still terrify me. 
So I'm like, I don't think you're real, but I also don't want to find out. So I'm not going to be like, ooh, let me go say Bloody Mary three times. Because, like, I know 99.9%, there's no way it's true. But that little tiny pinprick of fear, like, right behind your neck, it's possible. Yeah. Uh... Like, we've confirmed aliens... Um, capitalism still exists, so it could happen. How does that have anything to do with ghosts? Are you saying these are scary things too? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, do I believe in ghosts? Yes. I. I don't know. Like I know this is such a cop out answer. I mean, I've had scary experiences that I cannot explain. And yet my mind is scrambling to be I like, could, let me. I could almost imagine like, like there's no. Are you trying to say that you can see it in your mind? No, no, <laughs> I would not do that to you. Um, no, I can almost imagine like atheists, like they're not being anything, but also like a tortured person not being able to leave a place because they have like unresolved issues before. They like leave this astral plane, mm. you know. Like I could see, I I don't think like like happy ghosts exists, like someone watching over you and stuff like that. So that's my goal. I want to become a happy ghost. A happy ghost. Well, I don't think that you would exist. So. Exactly. But honestly, if anybody's gonna be a happy ghost, it will be me. Just despite you saying I can't be one. Um. <laughs> so again. Um, have you read any Agatha Christie novels? See, I want to say yes for the street cred it would give me, but no. Would I it really give you street cred? Okay, among my type, the literary folks. Really though, like, is she in that high regard? The, I think so. You sure? Let me know, guys. I thought like our girl Christie is like. Up there. I thought she was like kind of like the way that um like John Grisham is seen, where like they're good no, like. No, she's just the poor man's James Patterson. Okay, so that yes, that's you know what I mean. I'm joking though because he knows his lawyer shit. Not gonna. Yeah, but I thought that they, those were just like, you know, like, like throwaways kind of like airport reads. Yeah. But uh, man, wow, I could be, have I could you be ever, wrong? Have you ever met an airplane read person? You mean someone reads in the airplane? No. I think you just brought up a fantastic point. And we don't have to name names. We don't have to do that. Oh, like authors but who are just like... No, oh. not even an author. Just a person in your life. And you met them, and they're just an airport read. Oh. Like, they're just like there's a pamphlet. Like, there's yeah. no... Oh. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen Fight Club? I have. Do you know the whole concept where, like... Tyler Durden? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, but where he talks about, like, single serve, like, as a concept, like, when he's flying, and then he mentions it to Brad Pitt's character when they're flying. is like, oh, so you think you're so clever because of the whole idea of, like, a single serve friend, where it's just, like, at that one moment, that one person... Like, you'll have a conversation, but you can't go on beyond that because, like, your only interest in that person is, like, just that flight, but then after you can forget about them the rest of your life. Like, wow, that would so be. so I just found the name of my memoir, and I think I'm a little sad. What do you mean? A single serving friend. Oh, really? Or single use friend, yeah. No, I think you're more than that. That's I silly. am to the core, but, like,. It explains why I always overvalue people's relationship should, to me in my life. We should rewatch uh, Fight Club. We that. should, because I'm like, don't remember that, don't remember that, don't yeah. remember that. What says Meatloaf in it? I remember why. Yeah, oh, that's a painful scene. Uh, good David Fincher stuff. You're lying. Um, <laughs> do you have any favorite ghost slash haunting stories? It could be movies, TV, it could be um, one of those things. Haunting in Hill House. Yeah, I like that um, one. Yeah, the Flanagan one. Mike Flanagan. Just, just coming out. We're probably going to recap the series, The Fall of House of Usher, just to let you guys know. Woo. That would be a really now, fun, I spooky time. I wouldn't mind us re-watching um, 
Haunting of Hill House because you know that they've left so much for us to find upon a rewatch there. Probably. Um, the Haunting of Hill House, the Mike Flanagan Netflix show was great. I really dug the others. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, I know we keep we keep mentioning that, but it's just a really good one. It is really good. Um, Nicole Kidman. Thirteen Ghosts. It's more out there. I don't think I've seen that. Um, quite gory, but I just like it. And then I love more than anything, maybe, is a haunted house that grows. It's alive. It can change. So like a haunted house is like a character. Yes. So like the house Casita in Encanto. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't sue me, Disney. Um, <laughs> they got their own problems. Yeah, but it's just. <laughs> I love when it grows, when it changes, when the house itself becomes the unreliable narrator. I just... I mean, honestly, I know it sounds silly, but like... I know it's supposed to be, like, really, really good, a Mexican gothic, but I cannot get into it. What? A Mexican gothic. Oh, is that the name of the thing? Yes, it's um, it's a novel. It's for, like, back in the gothic times. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching that, but, like, I read maybe one third of it, and I can't get into it. Yeah. It just doesn't interest me. Okay. But like a good, good house, like even like the yellow wallpaper, that's yeah. not the house, but it's the wallpaper. So is it the house? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's insanity. Yeah. Um, and then my, uh, my last question about this movie, um, would you stay a night in that palazzo if you had to? Yeah. Even with all the creepy, like, foster child stories and all that stuff. Forgot about that, didn't you? (laughs) No. You remember the whole backstory? No, I do remember. It's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe just because it's not set in America, but it didn't do it for me. Like, on the, like, the scary factor for me, it was very mild. Okay. Um, That's fair. The most disconcerting was, like, the bobbing for apples and just the plentiful apples everywhere like they're very focused they must have been like you know it would look really good against this dark background apples well i don't know how to do this transition you're like actually i did look that up and apples signify oh i don't know whatever literary crap that people can think of (laughs) What I was going to say, this is kind of a hard transition here to go from apples to a pool of infinity. However. A for apple, A for Alexander Skarsgård. There you go. At least we know our alphabets. Hello, Alexander Skarsgård. Hello, Teresa Stoddard. So the next movie we're going to be talking about is Infinity Pool. It was directed and written by Brandon Kornberg. Um, who's the son of famed director and writer David Cronenberg, who wrote such movies as The Fly, Dead Ringers, Videodrome. Uh, this is David. This is Brandon Cronenberg, his son, his third film after Possession, a Possessor, and Antiviral. It stars obviously Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, uh, Cleopatra Coleman, who plays Skarsgård's wife in the movie. Uh, Julia Lesper, um, and Thomas uh, Creenan. Um, an interesting fact about the film that I don't think you knew, or any of us, until I looked this up. Apparently, there's a big rumor that Robert Pattinson was originally offered the role that Skarsgård is in. Um, so, what did you think of the movie? I really liked it. I know I liked it more than you did. Yeah, yeah, I'll get um, to that. <laughs> But I just loved the boundaries it was pushing. I love the... What boundaries do you think it was pushing? The Hunger Game vibes. Where they can like create barriers and they can cut people off from things. Or they can make things worse. Like for the directly affecting the environment. Oh, okay. Like not, I see what you not mean. To, not quite like, to the extent that we're going to speak in the next movie, but... Yeah, or the movie after that. Yes, is what I was speaking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could argue... But yeah, no, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's an eat the rich mentality kind of to it. Yes, but almost in like a religiously spiritual way. Okay. And... Um, How so? 
I don't know. There's a <laughs> sorry. There's a there's a lot lot to unpack here. A lot going on in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, but anything that gives me more than one of Alexander Skarsgård is for me. So yeah. Um, I think you just definitely really had hard eyes the whole time, and it's like maybe for both lead roles. Yeah. I know you're a big Mia Goth fan too. Exactly. Like, do I think she would murder me? Absolutely. Would I let her? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Alexander sign me as number one. Guard on a leash. Yeah, that that did happen. That did happen. I wish, and this is funny to say this. I wish there was more of that. You won't get any arguments here. <laughs> Not specifically with putting him on a leash. But I, I, the, so, hey, hey. spoil it because you can't talk about this movie properly if you don't spoil it. I feel like you can't talk about this movie properly. Like, it's very much a you have to see you can it. You talk about this movie properly. But yes, you definitely should see it before you go further. So if you have not done it, skip ahead a bit. Uh, or I'm, I'm just going to mention one thing. And cloning. There was cloning. Yeah. What the fuck with the cloning? That was... I. I you am, said it initially, though. You said it's cloning. Well, you asked you asked me what it was about, and no, I said cloning. see what I read that it was about, because you know the IMDb has a couple different... Like, yeah, a long yeah, one, yeah, a yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I don't know which you one You just I wanted the IMDb part? What? You just wanted the IMDb thing read to you? No, I read it, so I was uh, curious which one you had read. I read that, like, an accident goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's what. But that's, that's the starting of it. But that's way different. I just, I, I didn't even know for, for, uh, for sure if it was cloning. It just what seemed to be from the trailers. Mm. Um, and also kind of like the body horror stuff that like the Cronenberg family is really into like with the fly the fly is a movie that has um is it in black and white i don't think it is wow. it was done in like the 70s jeff goldblum stars in it but he mixes his dna with a fly for very horrible that's sexy Terror. No, it's definitely not. If you saw it, I'm it's just kidding. But let's watch or, it. Uh, fine. Yeah, you we heard should it watch all it here, folks. Yeah, that would be another good addition to our. Uh, I mean, we could. Uh, that could be always a fun topic we bring in October. I feel like that's one of those pretentious things where you're just like, it's old. I don't want to watch it. Some of the old best movies are old movies, man. Yeah, I've been trying to convince you forever. Really. I know. I, I'm working on it. I just need things to get me right away. Yeah. If there's something to hook me, no matter what it is. Well, the good thing we saw Texas Chainsaw because they definitely had a hook for you. Whew. Oh, speaking of other things, what about... Nope, that's the next movie. Yes. Darn! I know. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. No, really, I do. You know, Yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. That was... Whew. Um. So... My, I didn't like the movie. I felt the first hour was excellent. I thought everything up. I thought him. I thought there were like, like the Mia Goth's character seeming like she's a fan, which we find out later she is definitely not. Um, the you know like going out seeing the the indigenous population in the area. The whole idea. It felt like watching, and you said this. It felt like watching an episode of uh, White Lotus. White Lotus, um, and then the whole idea that like the government's corrupt and they're like scaring them, and then it's just like this whole weird hook to get them to clone themselves so they can watch their clones get killed and not know if they're the original one or the clone replacement. I just felt like after it went there. It didn't really go anywhere else except for, like, Skarsgård deciding that he was just going to make every stupid choice that anybody could ever make. Like, after someone, like, sets you up so that you can watch yourself die 
by like a 10 year old stabbing you repeatedly. And then you're like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's go hang out with the couple that set us up on that whole horrible, terrible situation. Like even for Mia Goth, that's, that's quite the leap in like <gasps> intelligence. Yes. You know, you know what part I'm going to bring up, or maybe you know. I mean, there's multiple Mia Goth parts you can bring up. Uh, her acting, where she's using, like, the knife to try to cut the bagel, but she's just doing Oh the yeah. Bread. But it was just, like, every time was worse than the last. She just couldn't understand. She was so confused. And actually, a little sidebar here is they actually market those products widely. It's for um, disabled people to use products. So, say, like, a cup that won't spill your snacks, that's so somebody with hand tremors or poor motor skills can use them. Yeah, what was the kind of commercials that, like, I can't do this right now, right? Like, this is too It's hard. mostly, like, infomercials or commercials. Yeah, and like I've seen on TV. Yeah, kind but of. she was just taking the knife and, like, holding it parallel and like slapping the bagel yeah like i can't cut it and she was getting so angry yeah she was very convincing i mean that's that's her job I know. she's very good at it um so yeah i thought visually it's very stunning i think it was very interesting um some of the camera stuff he does like a lot of the turns at the beginning a lot of loop yeah um but it just like it just didn't capture I feel like Mia Goth's performance was incredible. Skarsgard was good, but I feel like he got kinda limited with the stuff he did. because uh, it was mostly just Mia Goth like dominating him most of the movie. Um And I, I feel like once they introduced the like premise it was they really didn't do much with it they they kind of go a little bit into the whole oh like are you the original or are you the clone see i don't think it's that so much as the fact that you've been giving this other chance you thought you did a thing that was going to get you killed now you've got a stand-in now are you going to make your life count or are you going to go join the baddies. And yeah. what I was thinking even more than that, but I had to stop and visit that thought for a moment. Okay. But this one is, he spent so much time thinking they were friends for them to just ridicule him. Yeah. Like, now, well, what, the whole thing flips when he finds the, what does he find in the toilet? His passport. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, taped up. Yeah. And so he realizes that, that's when he realizes, oh, no, like, I've, these people have been setting me up from the beginning. But, yeah, again, like, I just, I feel like that they did a lot of great visual, like, even the, when he's being cloned and who knows how many times it winds up actually happening. Cause it, we like, it's kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all of that stuff that like spliced in like, um, wild, like visuals there and all the colors and all of that stuff. It's really, really cool. But again, like I just, for me, I know you said you really enjoyed it. I just feel like that there was like kind of a lack, like it really didn't seem like it was going anywhere. And then you really get that feeling at the end because it he literally goes nowhere. I feel like this movie is very much the way you felt with that Florence Pugh movie. Like, Kill Your Darlings or Thank You Darling. or. Well, I disagree because I think this movie was much better than that movie. Because I think that movie is all about a twist. That the payoff is nowhere near as good as the setup is. Mm-hmm. But... I definitely see where you're talking about there. Um, 
But no, I, I see I see your point. I think the twist is is definitely brought upon like it's not like too late in the game. I just think that once they do it, they don't really do much with it. And that was my issue with it. So I have a couple of questions for Before you. Before you do that. Sure. I'd much prefer this. I really like when a movie is super visual, so I will let it have its flaws just so I get to see it. Yeah, and it, you could like like there's not And no, but I mean like kind of like Spider-Verse while that's a perfect movie. So it's not comparing it in that yeah, that's way, but just very like, well written, my god. Yeah, but like just a visual treat. Like I want I want it to be a treat. Yeah. Um, so a couple questions. I need to phrase that better one day. Um, would you ever clone yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now Keep in mind, we want to be, we can curse and we can say things on this podcast. And I'm putting myself on a risk here. But if you could clone yourself. Oh, I absolutely would clone myself. What would you do? Let's keep it like maybe PG-13-ish. Which means you can mention the thing that you might be thinking about. But we don't have to go into super detail. No, I was going to have several of me. And then we could do a charitable division of labor. So your use of clones... Yes. Your use of clones is to make you do more work? Yes. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but that is... Uh, okay. Interesting. But I think I would be best friends with all of me, so, like, it would be fun. That's very humble of you to say about yourself. <laughs> Alright, um, moving on from a movie about cloning to a movie... That is pure camp. And that movie is Theater Camp. This one was directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. They also wrote it along with their writing partner, Noah Noah Galvin. Uh, It stars Ben Platt, Molly Gordon, Noah Galvin, Jimmy Tatro as Troy, Noah Galvin, by the way, is the guy who plays the guy who's the stage manager, but he winds up being like the lead performer. Glenn? Yeah, Glenn. It has Ayo Edabiri, Amy Sedaris for a few minutes, and lots of child actors. Um, interesting facts about the movie all of the dialogue in the film was completely improvised. The movie was shot also in only 19 days. It is the directorial debut of Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. Uh, Interesting fact uh, here. Ben Platt and Noah Galvin are actually both real-life couple, a real-life couple, and they both played the title role in Dear Evan Hansen. What did you think of Theater Camp? I loved it. I loved it too. It was really good. Um, I thought it was just such a fun, like, kind of escape. Right. And while there were stakes and they were high for somebody else, they weren't high for me. Like, just, like the world wasn't ending. Just you go into which might this, be another movie. <laughs> you go into this and you just kind of know that everything's gonna be all right, right by the end of it. Um, I felt that way with Coda. Oh, yeah, terrific movie. Just kind of the send-off, the warm regards, um, family just very raw. Um, but no, I just loved it. I lo- I love, like, everybody kind of being pushed out of the rules. I love Alan, the agent child, just oh, yeah. trying to constantly score a deal with somebody. Right. Um, <laughs> I love, I loved it. It was just, it didn't take itself seriously. No. It's a mockumentary. Yeah, now the style we are was really cool. Go ahead and bring up like, okay, 
What's the difference between a mockumentary, a parody? Um, yeah, that's how we started watching the last film. Yes, maybe even like a documentary that doesn't really take, like, that's, it's not a mockumentary, but it's taking a lot of leeway, a lot of stretching the truth. Man, I feel like that's most documentaries like, now, like though. Like, made for TV, like, right. inspired by true events. Right. Like, I just would love to see the spectrum of each, where it starts and stops in everybody's opinion. Right, right. I'm sure to be a different area, rat crimes. Why? So, you said you really liked it. I know it's hard to talk about a comedy sometimes, because you're just like, oh, remember that one moment? It was really funny. But, um, okay, so this is spoilers in the way that, like, duh, it's a movie, it's formulaic, right? That's how it's gonna happen. The song where they incorporate her song that she, um, had, and then Glenn masterfully put everything else oh, together, yeah, yeah, yeah. also being like the one woman show, like, amazing, like, perfection, like, it was so fun. And then Troy, like, he would not be the first one I root for. He kind of reminds me of one of those tech bros that doesn't let women into their, like, company. Have you seen the show American Vandal? No, but I was. I knew it would come up in this conversation because it's a very mockumentary. Well, no, he stars in that, too. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? So maybe, maybe. We should watch that one day. They have a bunch of dicks. They have a bunch of dicks and cars. It's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in my whole life is that show. Okay, well, when I was in fourth grade. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I was in Mr. Wendish's class for, like, some special. We were drawing. I don't know if it was indoor recess or PE or whatever. And so I'm drawing my family, and I draw the jeans. I draw the flap on the jeans, and I draw the zipper on the jeans. And they think I drew a dick. So I have to explain to them that no, it's not a dick. And I can't remember if Mom got called, but I will be asking her um later on so we will get back to that family trauma great stuff guys. but don't tell kids that they're drawing dicks if there's no balls so we gotta have balls to have dicks yes i want some veins i want some hair moving on this is great <laughs> this is very camp conversation um yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. Definitely, uh, by the end of the movie, I was tearing up. I thought it was really good. Even though a movie could have small stakes, like it's not facing the end of the world or their life. It was not too long. Um, it, could, it could still have a lot of meaning because you get such a big connection with the characters. Um, like Glenn, I, that was such a wonderful character. You know, someone who's behind the scenes and takes the risk to become a star. And that's really what they were the whole time. The relationship between Ben Platt's character and Molly Gordon. Um, the ridiculousness of just, like, these are definitely people that they know in their life that they're writing about. Like, it's definitely not something that isn't shared experience yes because the characters are such on-brand characters that they have to be somewhere right like they're not just like lived in yes it's a great way to put it i would say they're not just like a type they're like you could definitely imagine this person existing in this camp um so i have a couple questions for you one is um would you attend this camp So I'm leaning towards yes, although I would want to be behind the scenes more, but I'm not sure I could give it my all like Glenn. So like, it would have to be something I really, really care about. I would fucking never attend this camp. This is like my biggest nightmare. Holy shit. I would not do this. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Mitchell. Uh, and I'm not including band camp here, but. Band camp is torture, y'all. Did you ever go to a summer camp? No. So I'm halfway, like, torn in my mind of, like, do you go to summer camp to do musicals or do you go to summer camp to get murdered? What? No, 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 no murder. No, because, like, think of any slasher. We're not not talking about murder camps. 
It's a completely thing. I understand, but it makes sense. No. I mean, yes, but I'm talking about, like, did you go to, like, so one, some sort of, like, sleepaway camp? I feel or like, like for a, one week, I went to, like, the Bible, like, one. No way. Like, and we were, like, the bumblebees, or, like, I don't know, for Jesus. Bumblebees for Jesus. <laughs> Buzz, buzz, buzz for Jesus. Buzz, 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 buzz. Is that Misty? Shauna? No, it's the it's the bird. Caligula. <laughs> Caligula. Um, so no camp experience for you. No, kind of missing out. Yeah. But I was saying for our kid, half want to send them, half don't want to send them. It's okay to have someone have him as a problem for like a couple of. Um, but no, in all serious sincerity, um, I, I never really had a, a camp. I had one kind of camp experience. It was really weird. Not like really like go tell a police officer weird, but like, what the hell? you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I am looking at you like that. Everyone is looking at you like that. No one is looking at me like that. Just you. Um, I was in oh my god it might also have been in the Adirondacks I'm calling Cap no 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 you know where it was it was actually in the Catskills because it was a very no high... I'm calling another Cap Captain America no nobody's gone to the Catskills I've gone to the Catskills it's in upstate New York name one Catskill you have um I'm really good at catching fish. No, no, no. God, they listen, listen. <laughs> There's a place called the Catskills. It's a high Jewish no, population. No, baby in the corner. Oh my god. Dirty dancing. Hi, I know. High Jewish. You know, I've actually never seen that movie. <gasps> I don't know if it holds up, but let's watch it. Well, actually, I think it does hold up because listen, the dance instructor is supposed to be like a 40 year old man, and she's like 16. So is the dance instructor Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my story. So we went to this hotel that had like a camp for kids, and that was my favorite, my famous like. I didn't know what kosher meant, so when they told me I couldn't have hot dogs with cheese, I was so angry. And then I was like, I'll just have a cheeseburger then. But they couldn't combine meat and cheese <laughs> because I didn't know what kosher meant. You tried to be anti-Semitic. No! I know you're Jewish. My father was Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> but I had no idea what any of that was. And then he, he had to take me and explain to me that, like, they don't combine dairy Son, and meat. you're embarrassing me. Stop asking uh, for non-kosher meats. Yeah, I just really liked hot dogs and cheese at that age, man. It was delicious. Now, would you roll it up with a tortilla, a bun? No, or no just raw bun. dog in it? Ew, no. <laughs> Hot dog and cheese. Like, dip it in. No, it's a bun. You like... know what I had for breakfast? I just I air fried the oh, hot God. dogs and I just dipped it in the ketchup. That was it. Wow. That's... I did use a fork because I didn't yeah. want to get greasy. That's great. Every single listener knows that. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe they'll send us hot dogs. Uh, yeah. Why are I'll you looking it. so embarrassed of me? I'm not embarrassed of me. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> Welcome uh, to a podcast, now just by Teresa. Eh, it's probably a big improvement anyway. Honestly. Um, let's move on from camp to a cabin. In the woods. In the woods. That sounds like a nice place to camp. <laughs> you would think. Uh, this movie was direct. This movie came wait. So all of our other movies that we're talking about came out like this year. This year, right? Yeah, all came out in two thousand twenty-three. This movie, and this is all a conversation about like what's a parody versus what's a mockumentary and stuff like that. So I had asked Teresa if she had ever seen this movie. She said nope. So we went ahead and watched it. You did not see it, right? No. Okay. Uh, and I've seen parts of it, and I knew kind of the whole points but i had never seen all the way through um 
Again, Kyle in the Woods, directed by Drew Goddard. He also directed a couple episodes of The Good Place. That's almost Goddard. It is, actually. Written by mm-hmm. Josh. Actually, it's not written by... He's, he doesn't exist. Uh, but if he did exist, it would be Josh Whedon. Direct, uh, he also written by Drew Goddard. Uh, it stars Kristen Connolly, which is weird that she wasn't more famous. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Anna Hutchinson, my, my favorite character in the whole movie. Fran Kranz, the stoner. <laughs> He's the best. Shaggy? Yeah, Shaggy. Uh, Jesse Williams is in it from uh, the Murders on the Building. He's also a bunch of stuff. Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Uh, it was written in only three days. Uh, he, what's really interesting is Drew Goddard got, took a lot of inspiration growing up in Los Alamos, which is where they had the site of the nuclear bomb explosion, uh, or the atomic bomb. There were 60 total different types of monsters that were created specifically for this movie, specifically in that one scene. Um, which is incredible. We'll probably be talking about that. Um, other rituals included uh, Kyoto Japan, which was the ring, Buenos, uh, Buenos Aires, which is King Kong, Stockholm, which was based on The Thing, and Madrid, which is based on Dracula. The body count was 69 total deaths. Also, nice. um, spoiler the whole world. And uh, so, Teresa. What did you think of the movie? I love this movie. You loved it. I'm ready to go kiss a wolf. You know, interesting. Sorry, one last thing. <laughs> um, apparently, the actress was so horrified by doing this that they like put sugar in the tongue of the wolf to like make it less unbearable. Again, like I, I said, Josh Whedon like, wrote this movie. I feel like this makes it worse, not better. <laughs> Oh, yes, put sugar on the wolf. Now, look, it's suck oh boy. his tongue. Like, ugh. Our podcast features that. adult content. <laughs> we, we wish an adult was here to advise us. Right, right. So, yeah, so you love the movie. So what did you love about it? What did you like? What I like the you Hunger in? Games Tracker Jacker. I was waiting for that because um, the previous one. I love it. Fuck with the environment. Every time you think you're winning, no, you're not. Ten out of ten. Like I love, love how it was shot. I love the scene through the mirror, the two-way mirror, hidden by like a really weird painting of like entrails. Um, more to come on those. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's definitely lots of entrails in this movie. That little zombie girl is probably one of the creepiest to me. And the big guy. Oh, yeah, with the ball. That came with the head. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, this one was just straight up gore. Um, but, it, like, you could see the wheels turning behind it. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't just, senseless. like... It wasn't, uh, what's it called? I, I Like, gore for the sake of gore. It wasn't, like, oh, I'm gonna be, like... Edgy and do all this. Good, like, like one that does that like that? Yeah, like a slasher. Um, Suddenly I've never seen a slasher. Yeah. I'm like, do they slash? No. We slash prices. I like um, a lot of the practical effects in the movie were quite amazing. Um, I like the whole... Okay, they slash them. Not the best example, but it is one. That's like a slasher movie. That is a slasher movie. That's all. <laughs> oh, is that you're just taking thing of slasher movies? Yeah. There's like a billion of them, like Jason, Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Elm Street. The... Okay, I've told you that's my weak spot. I've seen zero of those. Because you know I have bad nightmares, so I'm very scared of letting the nightmare one into. Oh uh, well, we should at least see the original Halloween. I've heard that one and then the 2018 one are the best. Really? But they did just come out with a new one. That's not good. <laughs> I kind of like not good horror, though. I, I hate it. That's maybe that's maybe my least favorite specific genre. 
like bad horror, like I feel like I just wasted time. Um, you know what I did not waste time on? This movie. Because this movie um is such a great like has such a great conversation piece with like other uh horror movies like taking it and making it the whole idea of it being a ritual um and that that they have to sacrifice um it because uh spoiler alert um for those who have not seen this movie before um the whole movie the whole concept of it is like it's just a setup like it's so that like you said, the Hunger Games aspect of it, they go into a also, scenario. Also, like the reality television aspect. Right. What freaked me out the most was just how normal, commonplace, everyday it was for them. Oh, yeah, the office scene, mm-hmm. the office situation, where, like, they're playing with fire all the time and they didn't care. I love the betting scene, where they're, like, taking mm-hmm. bets on what they think will happen. Um, Isn't that right when she kisses the wolf and they're like, oh, what? It might have been. It might have been. Oh, because they were saying like a volcano could have happened. I like when it goes back, like zooms out, and you can see all the different monsters. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was one of the best scenes of the whole movie is when they go down the elevator and it's Mm -hmm. like monster, monster, monster. And it's just like. You're like, oh my god, that's the creepiest thing. And it's like, nope, that's the creepiest thing. Like, you could stay there forever like, picking out monsters. Right. The clown one was super creepy. And then, like, how it would just go down and, like, just friggin' murder every single person. It was it was really good. That movie. And then a few times it gave you hope, and then it was just, like, just kidding. And then they killed right. them extra after that. Right. Yeah, they were just like, like oh no, they overkill could... was definitely the name of the game in this movie. Yeah, but like almost to the extent of like it was like the whole they worked for it, so I'll allow it. I it's mean, not just like it's not like a Serbian film or like right human Oof. centipede. It's right, not right, right. For the sake of it, right. It's telling a story and it does enhance it. Or how about the fact of like all of the different hidden. Which I bet would just be a fun game with like all the hidden Easter eggs, all the dedications to like other horror films, like just with the beginning alone where they're stopping at a gas station. Oh yes, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Let's talk about that bear hook. Oh, the you mean like the the lasso? bear trap? Yeah. Well. That's Ted Lasso. That's Led Tasso. That's Led Tasso. He gets that bear trap out, and yep. Yeah, that was, it was horrifying. You can also kind of tell, like, a lot of those, that this game, I mean, this game, this movie definitely was influenced and has influenced video games. It is very, like... Oh, yeah, open-ended, like... Yeah. Or turn-based, like, choices. Right, or the choices. Like, I played um, a couple of those kinds of horror ones, like the quarry that I played before. Um, where, like, you make choices, and, like, depending on those choices, like, different scenarios happen, and, it, like, that that's literally what happens when they go down to the basement, which is just, like, a gigantic ploy for them to figure out, like, who would win the bet, like, who, what monster would come then, and who would win the bet best based upon those kinds of things. That reminds me of a book that I read. Oh, yeah? And I still didn't look it up, so of I'll course. have to, I'll have to do that. But the premise is they're on a game show. It's a reality television show. It's a survival-based one. Yeah. And some sort of plague end of times has occurred. Is it oh, yeah, you're coronavirus? Talking about this. Is it something else? Right. I don't know. Uh-huh. But it is affecting everything and everyone. Right. But when they go to homes to, like, steal stuff. Yeah. Or to, like... Like, just rummage through what's left. I can't think of the loot. Okay. When they're going to loot the houses. Yeah. It's just, nothing's tainted. Everything's fine. It's just, they're the only ones left. Oh. And the end is so tragic. Ah. I won't spoil it. Um, oh, I wish I wish we had a name for yeah, it. So, next episode, I'll for sure get it up. Okay. Um, this will be nice to... It's so good. Um... Couple of questions for you. All right. 
Um, what year do you think it is? That it's made? Not the year that's because it was in 2012. Okay, so I see it as pre-cell phone. Um, really? So you think, like, this is alternate history of the worlds? I say time, same time frame as Severance, but a different iteration. So, like... Yeah, because they have very, that really cool... Very, very neutral, chill, 60 to 80. Could be anything. Could change daily. Yeah, they have that really cool, like, retro, super technological stuff. But also very much like Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where it's... I forgot there's, like, a specific term. There's, like, um, a specific term where, like, people use, like, dated technology, but, like, for super advanced technology... So it's almost like steampunk, but not right. Is it cyberpunk? No, that's a that's a video game. It's also a genre. I it's believe. not. It's not. Boy, I don't think it is. I, I don't believe. Is. I don't think it is. Everything's a genre. No, it's not. There's dinosaur love stories, Mitchell. Yeah, but that's not Chuck a genre. Tingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No buzz marketing here. Um, I love that the director of it was Sigourney Weaver. Because what? she's I didn't also, see that. you didn't see that? No, I didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah, she's the one who's an alien. She's I know uh, Ripley. She is, I just didn't know if she did it. Oh yeah, yeah, she's the one she, she comes at the very end, where she's like, he has to die. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think the gods were? They were very big. Yeah, they were very big. <laughs> big foot, at least. That was a hand. That was a hand. Big yeah. hand. And then who, how do you think the world got the way it got in the movie? I think probably how anything gets the way it gets. Everyone assumes the past was wrong and the new will be better. And then Mm. it just goes down that way. Yeah. I love how it's like you are completely confused by the beginning of the movie and then you finally realize that, like, no, that's really honestly the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's set in an office in, like, it looks like the late 80s, early 90s, and then it's completely different story, and then you're like, oh, no, wait, like, something's going on here that's sinister. Um, you have anything else you want to add? Which one was your favorite of all the movies? Oh, definitely the last one. You definitely, Gavin in the Woods. Gavin in the really Woods. enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad you really liked it. We'll have to go back and revisit. Um, and then we hope that you guys will come back and revisit with us. Because uh, I think we'll have something special planned for October. I know October is one of my favorite months. Uh, I love all of the spooky, spooky horror stuff. I know you do as well. Yes, and... We might be grumpy about some things, but I do not believe they're ever too old to trick-or-treat. Free candy. Yay. <laughs> well, I, was, I was thinking more about like the, no, the whole horror and thriller. But no, it was, it was really fun. Um, well, I was thinking maybe that might wind up on some of our lists when we... Yeah. We're, we're going to probably do some extra pods for y'all. You know what would be really cool? Is if they pay us money. That would be very cool. But if they are doing a cool outfit or cosplaying as anybody this season, they could send it to us and we could have kind of like a contest. Oh, like a Halloween costume party contest? Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything serious. It could be like we send them a picture of our dog or like we send them... And where would they reach us on that? So they can reach us at a podcast23 at gmail.com. TikTok is Teresa Ceratops. Facebook is a podcast, podcast or, or community group pod. And then the last one is just my Facebook, which is Teresa Stoddard. Cool. So you can message me there. I am on Insta. Same deal. Twitter, not so much. Um, Sorry, Twitter, you failed us. Uh, did you hear they're trying to bring subscriptions next month? Yeah. Who's going to subscribe? It's been downhill ever since he got it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe his, like, Doge Army or something like that. That's the next thing to fall because it looks like the writers might actually be agreeing with uh, actual, like, agreeable good demands with uh, the AMTP. So the next thing to fall will be Twitter. And then hopefully capitalism and then just all of society. All right. Let the trees reclaim us. There you go. Um, well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us discuss four movies that we have seen that have little to no relation whatsoever, but we wanted to discuss them. If not, we enjoyed it, so too bad. Um, if you listened to this far, thank you so much. Uh, please do not forget to comment, like, and subscribe on any platform of your podcasting choice uh spotify would be wonderful but we're so using would be Streamyard to record Streamyard. um and we're gonna check out zencaster or we might stick with spotify until we figure something else out i also wouldn't mind if anyone had apple if you want to leave a couple of five-star reviews so, it's like a secret secret place our podcast on the apple's I store. I cannot find it. And then I keep trying to sign into the thing and it's like, you are not activated. Ah, gotta activate. Yeah. But um Apple knows. Again, uh shout out to our moms. Hey. Shout out to Ginny and Jason and Rhonda. I hope you're feeling better. Um shout if out you to guys... your mom, thank you for the bagels. Oh yeah, the bagels are so good. This is our new thank you cards. Yes. We just shout you out and we're like, listen to our podcast. If any of you guys want shout outs, like you want to mention someone you know that listens to the podcast, or you want to recommend them to listen to the podcast, always reach out to the socials that Teresa mentioned, and we would be more than happy to shout them out for you on our podcast. Just think of it as a candy gram in middle school. Yes, but... Maybe a little bit larger audience. <laughs> um, that's it for me today. Um, again, thank you all listeners. We could not do this without you. Otherwise, they would think we're just talking to some yellow wallpaper. <laughs> um, Call back! <laughs> yes. So this is Mitchell Regan saying thank you so much. Not me looking back like... We don't have yellow wallpaper. Not Shirley Jackson. It's the lottery. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.